Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe DU Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And this is your first episode of the year. It's a, a deep dive. But before we get into the deep dive, when you're hearing this, it is Michelle's birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's my birthday episode. Wish me happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Michelle. Happy birthday to you. Ooh, so beautiful. Yeah. So, yes, Michelle's at the time of the recording, it's not her birthday yet. But no. when you're listening to this, it is Michelle's birthday. So uh, go out there and send her a happy birthday or birthday wishes. Um I know she'll feel very awkward, uh, but she'll enjoy it very much. <laughs> That's exactly right. Thank you for knowing me so well, brother. I feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, so we uh, took a little bit of a break in December. Um, we appreciate everybody that listened and everybody who tried to catch up. Uh, but we are back. Uh, it's We've missed this. It was about time that we got back. Um, and yeah. from from the time of this recording too, we did record. We have recorded one episode, which will be next week's episode. Um, you know, before we're recording this one here, and yeah, I think like during that month of December, like at one point, I was like, I'm just talking to you, brother. Like just texted him. Like <laughs> it was just I'm not used to not at least speaking to you once a week, you know, and being able yeah. to see your face. So, um, yeah, I. I miss my brother and I miss this little bonding that we do to talking about this stuff, but I'm glad to be back. And somehow I still had no time to do things during the week, even though I had one less thing to do, but it's, yeah, it was a nice little break and we're, we're ready to get back to it. Yeah. We, um, we should finally be getting into our schedules and figuring all that out. Can't say that we won't have little hiccups, but we should be, you know, should be good little, to go. A little more stable than we were before, basically. Yeah, towards the end of the year. So, <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> barring any any other changes or anything else like that, we should be, we should Just be good. And uh, knock on wood for good luck. Yes, pumping out content. Yes. Uh, so we hope you all had a very merry Christmas, a happy New Year, and uh, hope the rest of twenty twenty three is golden it was a crazy 2022 i felt like it went by so fast yeah no it did for sure yeah, yeah. T- between 2019 and now it's somehow 2023 like i don't know what happened in those few years <laughs> other than like covid they all like blend together i feel like i have memories but they're all just like interwoven in between 2020 and 2022 like they're all just the same year somehow but yeah. I, I i'll be totally honest i am feeling a lot more hopeful this year than uh than i have in the past and and i feel excited about some you know new things and i'm yeah really hoping that it's i'm not gonna <clears throat> sit i'm just gonna knock on wood again one more time <laughs> just in case yeah. So, and before we start, I also want to say, if you guys haven't gone to watch Avatar, oh yeah, it's a good one. Go watch it. I know. I don't know. I don't know what the critics are saying. I I've heard a lot of mixed things. I've heard people aren't really big fans, and but I guess it's also the connection that we have to it, um, mm-hmm. because of Grandma. You know, she had been waiting forever for this movie to come out, and then that asshole James Cameron decided to <laughs> let it come out when she's not here anymore. But, um. You know, it was kind of nice going to watch the movie and then just kind of, you know, there were parts where somebody decided to cut onions in the theater. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, but, that's what uh, they were doing. Mm-hmm. But it, it did bring, you know, just made me think about her while we were watching it and stuff like that. So if you all haven't watched it, I definitely recommend it. And if you hate it, don't come after me. Uh, <laughs> then you're you know, wrong. I'm just everybody, I was going to say everybody's <laughs> entitled to their wrong opinion. Uh, no. but yeah All no right. it was it was good 
right, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, I guess this year, this time around, we're going to be starting the year with aliens. Both this episode and next episode are ETs, aliens, whatever you want to call them. Um, but this one we're starting, uh, if you caught up or were listening um, to last year's episode, I kept kind of bringing up this UFO crash or abduction. I, I think I might have said abduction a couple of times. It wasn't a, well, that we know of. There were no abductions. It was it was a UFO crash or it's called a UFO incident. Um, and for the life of me, I could not remember what it was called. And then I was able to figure out what it was and I found it. And so that is what today's deep dive is. Uh, and it's called the Virginia UFO crash or UFO incidents. And Virginia is a, a city in Brazil. But so this incident also has the nickname of Brazil's Roswell. And when we go through the little report here today, you'll see some of the similarities and how, I mean, it basically was Roswell all over again, but uh, in Brazil. So I'm excited about this one because I don't think a lot of people know about it. And it just recently came back up kind of into people's radar again because a documentary just came out, which um, I, f I love it when we do deep dives and I'm able to find documentaries because then I can just like sit back and watch TV and then make a report or like no stuff, you know. Um, so, and, and I'll talk about the documentary that came out and where you can watch it and everything, but, uh, yeah, that's why it's kind of back up in popularity again and more investigations are being done, but the documentary was pretty, uh, informative and a lot of the info came from there and my other sources that I'll cite at the end, but yeah. Have you ever heard of it, Eric? No, I, ha I haven't. Uh, and I was just real quick correction. It's Virginia. Okay. You, you said Virginia. But Virginia. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we had this whole like discussion just before. You know what? But I always do this because even when people's last names, I'm like, "Tell me your name so I don't mess it up." And they're like, "Connor." I'm like, "Today we have Eric Honor," and I'm like, "Yeah, our corner." <laughs> like some. So anyway, uh, that's my bad. The way Eric said it was correct, <laughs> uh, but it kind of almost sounds like you're trying to say Virginia, but with a. yeah like it's it sounds like a spanish accent to me but i know brazil is portuguese yeah but yeah you get what i'm trying i to. mean to be honest i'm probably butchering the the pronunciation as well but it's yeah um i i well it's closer than what i had just said because i didn't even process what i said until you said it out loud so uh yeah it you, the way you said it sounds like how I kept hearing it in the documentary. So yeah. feel free to correct me if I'm mispronouncing it. And, and the thing too is it's it's <clears throat> like Portuguese is similar to Spanish, but it's not because it's not. like in Spanish, uh, Virginia is Virginia. So the G is, a, is an H sound sometimes. And I don't even know if Virginia is spelled with a G to be honest. But anyway, yeah. So, but... Brazil is a, Brazil is a little, uh, Portuguese is a little bit different because I think like the J the R's are pronounced as J's or what we or like H's I guess what we what would be a J in Spanish but it's kind of crazy but yeah all over the place yeah. yeah say it one more time for us Virginia Virginia okay yeah. um so yeah the Virginia see I almost did it again the Virginia UFO crash or UFO incident aka brazil's roswell um so just a little bit of 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 the city and some other stuff before we get into the meat of everything um sorry uh virginia is a city in the southwest minas gerais state yeah. of brazil and again don't speak portuguese probably or, butchering it. yeah i was gonna say or, or it would probably even be yeah, I don't even I'm sure pronounce how <laughs> okay. it probably is. But um so it's it's actually Brazil is no stranger to UFO and alien activity. Um there's lots of fairly well known cases. Um like in nineteen fifty five there's uh the and there's lots of city names and other 
Brazilian names in here, so I'm just going to apologize in advance for, for everything. I did try to remember, but it's kind of a lot. Um, but yeah, so in 1957, there's a, a Ubatawa UFO crash, and there is this tiny little piece of magnesium that was recovered, but they called it extraterrestrial magnesium because it wasn't normal for this planet basically and uh yeah so that was that was super odd and uh january 16th of 1958 there is a photographer aboard a brazilian navy ship that witnessed a, a photo and photographed a ufo flying overhead and uh project blue book actually looked into it and looked into the photos and they said it was a hoax but eric i attached it um and you can kind of see like the little mm -hmm. cliffs over here and then the water and just this tiny little and you could probably zoom in on it too yeah uh, if you blow it up it's just like the tiniest little i mean a saucer like classic yeah know, classic saucer um yeah what you would see on the what is it the i want to believe poster mm. oh it's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. what it looks like <clears throat> but yeah Pro uh, project blue book said that it was bullshit but then in uh, Lins, Brazil, in 1968, there's a, a resident named Dona Maria Jose Sintra, and she had a close encounter of the third kind, and, and she saw uh, a, a UFO saucer. She said it was plate-shaped, so, you know, another flying saucer um, out her window, you know, in, in her yard, and so she walked over to it, and she could even see the pilot or whatever was hmm. driving the thing um on the inside too so it wasn't just that she saw the saucer but she saw something moving like inside it and um i guess when she got close to it it just flew off and um she was a nurse at a hospital and all the the lights at the hospital just shut off as it flew off so it's like it seems kind of like it did something to the power or fuses i don't know something that was i thought that was odd um and there are countless other reports from citizens and military that have seen UFOs and um, sometimes they'll even see the pilots inside just like this this previous uh, um, incident. Uh, there's also another event called the Night of UFOs. And on May 19th at 19, in 1986, uh, there were six fighter jets flying over Sao Paulo uh, and they were chasing something like a dozen ufos and and there's like audio of this and like the pilots just like what is that like it just flew overhead like look there's three of them and he's like oh no look there's more there's more and they're just uh, like freaking out at about like how fast they're you know just flying yeah. around them yeah and um and the air force even confirmed this encounter so it's like there's records of it um in rio de janeiro in 1955 there is another UFO that was photographed. Same thing in 1996, except uh, instead of a photograph, it was uh, recorded flying over the city. And, and it has, again, that same like classic saucer shape, but it's up against the night sky. So you just see these lights. Like, I mean, imagine the type of lights that you would see, like just kind of wrapped around and it's just bright orange, like fiery color. And then in 1980, 1998, sorry. There is like a, a light or like an orb just flying, flying super low, like through a neighborhood, like through the houses, almost like if it was a drone, like looking into windows. I mean, maybe 1998 is the beginning of drones, but mm. for military yeah, use, you know, I assume they have better technology than we know of. Um, but it was just weird because it was like this just perfect orb circle and it was just floating through in and out. And anyway, um. The documentary that I'm going to talk about uh, towards the end, they actually have video of this. And I'm sure you can also Google it. But, um, yeah, so all, all that to say is like, Brazil's not lacking of UFO encounters and alien encounters. Because what I was going to say, too, is, like, even, like, even if the military had drones in 1998, I don't think they'd be anywhere near, like, what we have now as far as like size like i feel mm -hmm. like if they had drones uh they would be still pretty massive you know what i mean yeah yeah um, no this and this yeah and this one is i guess it's hard to see too because it is at night and like 
you know, from kind of a far away distance and an old 1998 video camera. Like, obviously, it's not going to be perfect quality or anything, but it's like, I don't know, it almost looks like maybe two times the size of a microphone and just this like warm orangey glow. Yeah. Which I've heard somebody talk about those kinds of orbs in another podcast that they saw one on Halloween. And then, well, obviously, we know that uh, your friend Ugo saw also, you know, an orb. So, La Luzianera. Yes. That's possibly. Possibly. Um, Quick question, but, though. Yeah, when, yeah. So they said that they saw the pilots. Did Do they describe them at all? Uh, no, not. No, no, no. This this is just random little incidents that have happened throughout Brazil, just to kind of say that, you know, what I'm going to talk about right now isn't the first time that Brazil has seen or experienced, you know, UFOs and, and aliens and, and such. That was just kind of like a little appetizer into like, hey, Brazil's got lots of shit going on. I mean, we could probably deep dive some of these, like the night of UFOs seems very interesting but um mm -hmm. yeah it's i it was just quick little snippets of little things that have happened over or throughout brazil over the years let's talk about some of the first sightings um and how this all kind of went down so something happened but we don't find out about that until later but so the very first sighting that kind of blew up and, and then everyone started coming out with um with stories and incidents and stuff as well, um, actually happened in January of 1996. I was five years old. And yeah, because I think it was on the 6th. Oh, the 20th. There you go. Um, but NORAD, and if you don't know what NORAD stands for, it's the North American Aerospace Defense Command. Um, they, they actually called Brazilian authorities and let them know that the radar had picked up UFO, UFO activity near uh, Virginia, Brazil. Virginia. So, oh, God damn it. I was so confident, too. <laughs> Virginia, Brazil. Yeah. I heard it, too. Um, I was like, oh, I don't want to have to do this. No, do it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, they, they, they got a warning and shit still went down or maybe that's why they're kind of slightly prepared and you'll see what i'm talking about later um but on january 20th on january 20th same year 1996 there's three young women um there's uh, two sisters and, and a family friend they're like between the ages of 14 and, and 22 i forget um how old one of the sisters were uh but leanne and valkyria and again probably butchering but just bear with me Lilian and Valkeria Fatima Silva so mm -hmm. those two are the sisters and their friend Katia Andrade Javier mm -hmm. <laughs> am I just making it Spanish yeah. okay I mean uh, it's kind we'll of, just go so. with it yeah because okay. I honestly don't know how they would pronounce those names in Portuguese and, or British just that way yeah and again I heard it I butcher Spanish all the time, and that's, like, the closest second language that I know I should know how to speak. So a brand-new language of Portuguese is not going to not gonna sound good, so I apologize. Uh, but they decided to take a shortcut home through this vacant uh, parking lot. And, I mean, they used to do it all the time, uh, but this time around they saw something they didn't expect. They saw the devil himself. Or so they thought. Um <laughs> One of them, uh, Katia, said that it wasn't a man or animal, that it was something different. Uh, the creature was reported to be Ooh. bipedal. <laughs> Did you see the picture? Yeah. Uh, so it was bipedal. It had two legs. Uh, it was about four or five feet tall. It was kind of hard to tell because it was in this, like, crouched position. Uh, but it had, well, <laughs> just let me finish. Hold on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> But I'm glad that you said that. Um, but it had a super large head with a very thin, narrow body. And it had just these huge, large red eyes. And, and I think, again, in the documentary, they said it was about three times the size of our eyes. So just imagine that, but bright red. Um, it had kind of like rubbery limbs and like oily brown skin. Like it almost looked like, well, rubber, I guess, right? Rubbery limbs, um, but like greased up 
rubber. Uh, and it had these V-shaped feet and uh, rounded bulges. In in this photo here, they they made them more circular. But in a lot of other photos that uh, people like drew or painted, it like starts at the front, but it's almost like a mohawk kind of thing, and it comes mm-hmm. to the back. But it's like three of them. I don't know if you guys can envision that, but I, obviously, I'll post to this picture that Eric and I are looking at, um, so that you can see what I'm talking about. Were you going to say something on the appearance? Yeah. Now, bear with me. Oh, God. Okay. Latex bodysuit for BDSM. (laughs) I mean, well, there's the theory and there's other stuff that I I get it. I see it. Maybe a latex suit. Mm -hmm. But... Because, I mean, if he's of... doing kinky shit, that explains the oiliness, too. Okay. I, you know, I want to go with it, but because I know more details, uh, like, I, I just can't. I can't. But um, but I, but I, but I can see where, where your mind is at. I can see it. I can see it. In the ground, uh, of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> but it had this shrunken back and a sad expression and just, like, almost fetal position, but, you know, upright. It's just crouched down as tiny as it can be, and uh, it didn't have any hair. And I remember them saying that they it didn't really have like a nose or mouth either. In this picture, it's just like teeny tiny, but it's almost it reminds me of like an alien gray, basically, but with red eyes. The typical gray. Yeah, like the super large head with the pointy chin, a slit for a mouth, like the tiny ass little nose and big eyes. But just imagine brown, rubbery, and did I say red eyes? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was huddled next to a wall by a clump of weeds in in the vacant covered parking lot, and it was later compared to the South uh, South American mythical creature called the chupacabras. So, um, yes, it looked like the devil. It looked like the chupacabra. You know, it was creepy. And when you guys see it, you'll know why it's so creepy um but they noticed that it seemed to be kind of wobbly or unsteady and they assumed that it was injured or sick and one of them was quoted saying it was a creature there in the corner coward and afraid afraid of us just as we were afraid of it this being this being that's unknown to us and let me actually also say something about the quotes throughout you know this what we're going to be saying it is being translated from portuguese so it might sound like broken English, but it's just crappy translation, if that makes sense. It's Google Translate, probably. Well, no, because it was these were quotes from the documentary too, and so mm. it was just how they translated it. Oh no, I'm just, I'm making the joke that they used Google Translate because oh. you know how Google Translate always fucks it up, or for the most part, <laughs> gives you like the literal translation of what whatever it is that you're typing in. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Lilian said that uh, when she first saw the creature, it was just like eight feet away. It was, it was pretty close. Like she saw it out of the corner of her eye and that when she was like, guys, look at that. It turned and looked at her and <laughs> like, fuck that. Uh, and she says, I saw the eyes and took off running. I'm like, as you should. Um, she said that in the moment she made eye contact, she had uh, this like sense of distress and like sweating or just like very hot and it was it was really hot that day so she felt like it was suffering from the heat and like the hot sun on its skin like it wasn't used used to it which i feel like that Um, in the summertime in texas so maybe i am an alien but (laughs) what is that no i was gonna say i don't know why i thought that it it, this happened at night no 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 no. this this it kind of goes i guess into the nighttime but mm-hmm. this first uh interaction yeah uh is is during the daytime and honestly like a, a good portion of it like a good chunk of it all happens in the daylight daylight and there are so many witnesses that's why people are like why are you know they saying that it's bullshit it's There's, yeah. yeah and it wasn't just like one incident it was a whole bunch scattered throughout the city for like multiple days and yeah well we'll keep going um yeah so she she felt like 
it just wasn't used to to this and like the sun was was really damaging its skin um and she said you know what what we saw wasn't human it wasn't an animal either nowadays i do think it was a being from another planet um so after you know running into this little alien creature thing they run home and share their sighting with their mom and they're like okay well we got to go back and the the friends not the two sisters and their mom but the friend was like fuck that i'm not going back and she's like come on like you have to like come back with us so they all went back and uh they said that they just got bombarded with this like nasty offensive ammonia like smell but but then the mom says it smells like sulfur but like worse than sulfur which is already a pretty bad smell so i can't even imagine ammonia and sulfur together and just like i don't know not going away but anyway they also found odd footprints and there's like a dog in the parking lot too kind of sniffing around like something was suspicious and um she even she drew out the footprint in the documentary but she said it was like a human hand if the palm was flat and the space was opened up between the ring and pinky finger um with three digits so like almost like spock's like vulcan thing Mm. you know with the handshake or not the handshake but the 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 salute the salute there you go that's what i meant to say um and the mother actually said also that she ended up going home and rinsing out her nose with alcohol and water to try and get rid of the smell like that's just how bad it was and that's something that's reported multiple times throughout um you know all the all the events that happen is just like this nasty and they always say it's either ammonia or it's sulfur or it's both but that's those those are the two things that they use to to describe or words to describe and if you've ever smelled either like it's awful so i can't yeah i might have shoved a alcohol q-tip up my nose or something to try and get rid of that smell um like that of a dying or dead decaying squirrel that was pretty awful the smell of decay don't even animal decay at least i don't even want to know what any other decay would smell like okay (laughs) um after the the girls returned home um obviously they told everybody (laughs) they told their family they told their friends and rumors began to spread throughout the city regarding the ufo sightings and alien creatures being abducted by the military forces (laughs) what instead of aliens abducting people the military was abducting aliens i know what kind of ass backwards stuff is that it's funny um but so this is where i kind of say this might have been the first thing that happened. Uh, and then the girls had their experience because now that was a sighting of the creature. Well, one of them. Um, and then these are, this is more, or these, there's multiple sightings of, of the actual UFO itself. Ooh, so. UFO crash sightings. So it turns out that resident Carlos de Souza was reportedly one of the first to see the aircraft. He claims he saw that he saw the aircraft struggling to fly and quickly losing altitude. Uh, it looked like it was a washing machine struggling to struggling and fighting to keep its altitude, and then the side of it was completely torn and it had white smoke coming out of it. It wasn't black smoke like from a fire. So he said at the time I thought it was like an aircraft in trouble, so I decided to follow it. When I arrived at the site on this very spot, I observed a lot of debris pieces. And when I got out of the when I got out of the car, I immediately smelled ammonia, like rotten eggs. So there's again that ammonia and sulfur smell. Yeah, rotten rotten eggs. Again, if you've never smelled sulfur, sulfur it smells like rotten eggs, or vice versa, whatever. But yeah, yeah even so, this is a completely different person, and he's describing the same same two smells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, even those two smells are not the same. Yeah. No. I had a very strong smell, so strong that I had to cover my nose with the shirt I was wearing. My eyes got watery. He So straight away, he realized it was something very different from what I was expecting. First, due to the smell, the smell made no sense, he said, and I saw a piece. It looked like it was aluminum. I took a sheet. I took a small piece. It was very light, crumpled it, but when I released it, it went back to its original shape. 
so this is where I'm like, okay, it basically does sound like Roswell incident um, because something similar to this happened. I mean, it looked like foil and that's why they said it was a weather balloon or whatever. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, if, if I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Roswell. Hopefully I'm not remembering another crash sighting fun fact, but uh, same thing where like the, the man who was working on the site took a piece home and his son even remembers playing with it. And like the kid is an adult obviously today. And he's like, I remember that we would crumple it and it would just come back um, like out, you know, mm-hmm. just like this guy described it. So I was just like, uh, I've heard this before. This, this next little fact yeah. too, actually. Yeah. So he also claimed to see that the grass was burned in a circular pattern, but not from fire, almost like a chemical burn. And he said that within minutes, De Souza said that uh, within minutes, military trucks had arrived from the nearby ESA army base and ordered him to leave, threatening him with their guns. Uh, One of the sightings in particular was Oralina and Eurico de Freitas, uh, who were owners of a farm in the town and reportedly saw a UFO hovering over their cattle. Uh, Oralina was attracted by the sudden agitation in her animals and spotted the flying objects after she went to check uh, what was disturbing them. The objects supposedly hovered over their field for about 40 minutes. So I guess that, I, you know, I've always kind of like heard that uh, they're not stereotype, but I don't know if it's been like in movies or in cartoons where like when a UFO is around, like, like the animals just circle fields and stuff like that. I guess that's, yeah, I don't I'm know if that's where this comes from. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I'm sure there's some sort of well I mean yeah animals sense things that that we don't so I would imagine that they're probably a little more easy to manipulate you know in mm-hmm. that sense but yeah cattle always acts weird basically oh so and and actually another UFO sighting that I saw in the documentary and I didn't add on here uh, they interviewed this well-known family in the city um and the dad was a doctor and he said that the night that all this went down he i guess they had ordered a pizza and the motorcycle was there so he came out to get the pizza and or i guess they all did his him and his wife and his daughter and they saw a ufo and a, same same thing the way that they described it where it was spinning and hovered there for about 15 minutes she the wife was like we we were standing there for 15 minutes like she was like that it was 15 minutes uh and and even the doctor was like i i know what i saw like there's no way i could forget it i stared at it for 15 minutes like i you know it's burned into my brain but they they were so like they didn't even want to be on camera and like they blurred his face and they recorded them from behind um but that was just another you know ufo sighting so it's like again there's multiple people it's not just one or two mm-hmm. and it gets even bigger than just people saying things so the girls found or saw one of the aliens i believe that this alien encounter that i'm going to talk about right now was the same one that the girls saw because um think of like a neighborhood and you know like one block right is like a rectangle or a square usually here just imagine this building here uh-huh. and there's a street up top mm-hmm. street below and a street on the side on either side right so here like this okay. uh there's roads i guess on on either side um the girls basically saw I know that you guys can't see what I'm doing. I'm wondering if I can find the map that they referenced so like you guys have a better idea. Um but basically the girls were crossing like right in the middle of that block. That's where they crossed the the parking lot to get to or where they saw the alien, right? So they crossed through here. The alien is captured on this street up here up north, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then there is later on in the day, there's an army blockade on the street to the south. So it's like everything's happening in this, like literally in this one block. Like it's like an eye. Yeah. Just picture an eye of streets. Everything is happening in, in that little block of uh, neighborhood, I guess. 
Um, so the girls have their encounter first, and then this alien capture happens. Um, so a few hours after the girls' encounter, another creature was allegedly found on the side of the road, captured by uh, captured with a net by firefighters who had been called out by concerned citizens who had seen the strange creature headed towards the woods. They told bystanders that they captured an animal, but one of the witnesses that was there, you know, people just rubbernecking, said that it actually sounded like a child crying, which oh, I know, isn't that, <laughs> isn't that unsettling? Oh my god. What if there are ninjas, like, if, since their feet were, like, you know, <laughs> Maybe. ninjas, little, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, how do you, I, I, it's because, like, I imagine things like that, like, I can, I can, I can picture hearing that, and it's just, because i don't know like is it is it weird that like if i would hear that like i would feel sympathy yeah like i would feel bad for it so yeah no i don't think that that's weird at all because especially if it sounds like a child because obviously your brain your subconscious is like that is like a child that's a creature that's a being that has feelings obviously it's in distress like Mm -hmm. you know that and you want to help it and and i do have a quote in here actually from another you know citizen that was like we hated what the military did to it like well we'll get to it but it's kind of like what you're what you're saying because Um, like because then you imagine too like say you go to a planet or something and then that happens to you yeah you're disoriented you you crash you crash land you don't know where the fuck you are you're like you've never experienced that kind of like you know um weather whatever they have atmosphere you know? like, and yeah you're now. you're more used to cold or it's more hot there and you're all you're kind of disoriented and you just crash you get out of this thing and you're all like this and then they capture you and then they're just around you and you're obviously you're gonna freak the fuck out because you're like holy shit are these people gonna try and kill me you mm-hmm. know what i mean because you don't i mean they don't know what your intentions are they don't never seen anything like you before so they're curious but at the same time like it's kind of like well are you trying to harm us you know yeah and especially if you look crazy to them yeah like i don't know it's just you put yourself in that like mindset and yeah and it's just it's like fuck scary mm-hmm. but yeah so then it was said that hours after the girls incident two military police officers were driving along the road which like i said this capture and then the the incident with the girls with the alley or not the alleyway but the little vacant parking lot it mm-hmm. all happened within the same block um but that the creature actually ran in front of their car so uh, and then i mentioned that a mil- military blockade would end up popping up like a block south basically of where that incident occurred so again everything's happening in the same area for the most part um, but one of the officers marco Shereze? Shereze, yeah. uh, captured the creature with his bare hands like he just grabbed it and Ooh. they took it yeah and they took it to a local hospital and after he had captured that like a few days after this happened he was reportedly like smelly like he had like just again that uh, ammonia sulfur like just nasty smell and he couldn't get it off of his body and he just had this strange feeling that this like greasy stickiness was all over his body like it had come from the creature and then he ended up developing a, a mysterious infection and like it just wouldn't go away and finally, like one day, he's admitted to the ICU at seven in the morning, and by eleven forty-five, he was dead. Like Damn. his, yeah, like his body just shut down. Um, and one of the doctors said that it was basically his immune system shut down, and um, that he had never seen anything like it in all his years as a doctor. His sister ended up coming forward and saying that he wasn't allowed to talk about what had happened because obviously, you know, he's he's sick and stuff. And she's like, well, what what did you see that day or did you work on like what was going on? And he was like sworn to secrecy. And he just said, look, like this story is going to be a big deal. And um, she said that, you know, one of the doctors hmm. was super eager to bury him as quickly as possible. And so that was super sketch. <laughs> And a toxicology report had showed the president's presence of granular toxin, 
Uh, it was like she said something like eight percent of fine grains neutrophils, mm-hmm. um, as well as an unidentifiable substance. So there's that weird, not Some from this earth, you know, stuff happening again. Um, but it was ruled that he had died of a general infection, but she felt that it was wasn't a justifiable cause of death. But his wife ended up later doing an interview too. Uh, where they had tried to get the the report from the medical examiner and they all of a sudden now wanted money for it. And when they finally got them the money, then they took forever to to hand it over. And when they finally did hand it over, uh, there was pages and information missing. So again, just really sketchy and not, yeah, not cool. Um, And obviously through gossip and other events, uh, such as the gathering of the military, military troops, around the base and doing those blockades, the strange commotion at the hospital with the weird being, uh, the opinion was quickly formed in Virginia Virginia, that several aliens had been taken into custody by the Brazilian military. And I probably talk about it a little bit more uh, later, but it was said that there is a total of three, uh, three aliens, I believe. And like two of them that were captured, one was dead and they had it in a body bag and one was alive and they had it like in a metal box. Um, And they end up taking taking these. I don't think I put it in here, so I'll just say they ended up taking the bodies to one of the hospitals and having uh, x-rays taken of them. But they were like very selective of the military that they picked. And this guy we're going to talk about another whistleblower, but there's kind of a, another dude that was also like don't show my face uh but he was talking about how they made him take the x-rays and once the x-rays were developed they just like snatched them and like no you can't look at them so he oh, I thought you were gonna, well I, then he uh, wouldn't have been able to talk i was like and then they killed him I know. well but he actually ended up saying that after all of this was said and done like he took it he took those photos or the x-rays they didn't let him see him and they're kind of like, all right, you're dismissed. Don't ever talk about what just happened. Like they literally were telling people, don't talk like you didn't see anything. Don't talk about what you just saw. Mm-hmm. Oh, he said that all the people that were involved that like transported the body and even the captain were like mysteriously never heard from again. Whether that was like a transfer to another base. He did say that his captain was transferred and he knew where his captain was transferred. But everybody else that was involved he's like i just never heard from them again like i don't know if they're dead or alive like the captain was loved by so many and was like a you know people person and very friendly like he would never just leave and not say goodbye so it's just super super suspicious stuff like that yeah that guy was was a little more eager to talk and then there is this whistleblower that that they call military x that that eric's going to talk about here in a second uh, that they even changed his voice so he has one of those super deep voices and like the filming him from the back and it's blurred and so he's just super mysterious but um yes tell us about him yeah so in the documentary they they interviewed him uh this whistleblower and, and they like i said referred to him as mil- military x uh he claimed to be involved in transporting the body of the creature from hum humanitas hospital in uh, virginia to the esa army base he said that he saw a stainless steel table with a box and that there were doctors and people carrying clipboards analyzing and that it looked like they all seemed scared of it and so when he looked uh he saw something different a different creature with very oily skin like silicone and that seeing that really scared the shit out of him so military x said that no that one soldier present had a film camera and there was for sure video in possession of the government. Uh, what caught my attention was the foot, he said. It was like a V-shape, practically two fingers. And he said what led me to believe that it wasn't a human being was the foot. Yeah, the filmmaker also spoke with a former Bra- Brazilian Air Force traffic controller who claimed that the U.S. Air Force landed unannounced in Capinas and dispatched two helicopters to Virginia where they collected something and took it away. What was collected is not known, but something was rescued, he said. Fucking U.S. government, man. Well, and it's funny because the first time I had ever heard about this story, it was like, why is the U.S. involved? And 
uh, like everyone wanted to get their hands to it. So Brazil was like, yeah, to the highest bidder. Like who's who wants it? Like America, France, like Russia, like who? And I guess, yeah, the U.S. was able to get a hold of it. They decided to spend all their tax dollars on an alien. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so some, I just wanted to kind of talk about some other citizen testimony and things that, that people said. And, um, this, this is the quote that I was telling you, Eric, when you're like, oh, like, is it weird that I would feel bad for it? Mm-hmm. So this, this woman actually said, uh, her name was Nildan, I believe, or Nildan. Uh, she told the Wall Street Journal that, uh, for extraterrestrials, they may, they may not be much, but they are the biggest thing that we've ever had. We've ever had in Virginia. Uh, had the armed forces not interfered, she says locals might have scrubbed the visitors, taught them the language, and in some made something of them. So embraced them like mm-hmm. citizens. But they never had a chance, she says with a sigh. Her anger at the military's alleged inhospitality sparked a tiff with her and her boyfriend, who was a private in the infantry. So she's like, mm. that'd be tricky. Um, so many citizens also remember how the local police and military closed off roads and would not let anyone through, leaving everyone pretty suspicious uh, um, because they weren't really giving them a real reason. Uh, in the documentary, one one guy talks about how him and his friends were like, no, like, fuck you, we can walk through here. Like, I have rights as a citizen. And as they try to push through again, then they just, like, raise their guns at them and they just, like, shook their heads, like, go. Um, and they all they said was that it was a matter of national security but there's clearly a, a cover-up going on and they were even went so far as to threaten their reporters with arrest and if they asked any questions regarding the incident then straight to jail do you remember That's that do you know that reference uh, yes overcooked fish right to jail oh yeah the the, the, <laughs> the venezuelan uh, yeah <laughs> from parks and rec yeah Yeah. um but yeah so it made me think like ask about ufo cover-up right to jail and i mean it's fairly close that's true that's not yeah and not in a racist way that's not why the reference popped in it's just thought it was funny that it's like don't ask us any questions or we're gonna arrest you um so they Mm -hmm. silenced the media and that was like you don't do that um and then you know over the next year, more eyewitnesses approached the media with reports of uh, cigars, c- cigar-shaped spacecraft. And for the spacecrafts themselves, that was the description a lot of the time that it was cigar-shaped and about the size of like a, a smaller uh, school bus. Um, so right at about that size and cigar-shaped. Um, and then, yeah, that's they supposedly saw or found other creatures kind of scattered throughout and um it was covered pretty much by tv reports like i said there's documentaries made i think there's a movie kind of loosely based on it as well and um vittorio baccacini baccacini one of the two uh who's a ufo investigator pieced together what he considers to be the most plausible reconstruction of january's events based on like interviews and uh supposed eyewitnesses but so he says that a small alien craft of on an unknown mission over the city crashed near like the outskirts, sending its crew of smelly, spaced-out extraterrestrials walking aimlessly around the town. They're all injured and don't know, you know, what's left from right. Um, and then he says that the military death squads in camouflage fatigues hunted down the visitors, poked and prodded the corpses at the hospital, and then shipped them off to parts unknown, probably the U.S. Um, he says it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> and I mean, but go ahead. And this is why aliens don't fucking visit the Earth. <laughs> it's not wrong. He's just having a crash land. So, um, but I mean, yeah, like it's kind of sad hopefully well obviously if that one guy who just handled them with you know no gloves or suit or anything he died just by touching them like probably aren't trying maybe it's like a defense mechanism where they let out a poison or something you know Mm. or or they just have you know different bugs that we don't know true like in war of the worlds that's what ends up killing the aliens aliens. 
or I mean, even on this earth, like, like uh, what they're talking about the the you know the, since the ice caps are melting and all that shit, oh, you know, yeah, it's yeah. starting to release bacteria that we haven't seen or heard about in you know millennia, millennia. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of it's like again, like I get it, like I get the hesitance, like like being hesitant and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like because like because like it just sucks that our in, like our our instinct is oh we don't know what it is let's fucking kill it <laughs> we don't understand it let's fucking kill it yeah and and to study it you know yeah it's it's just kind of again okay. I get it but it's kind of fucked you know yeah. um but I just like and that's not even just aliens it's just you know I feel like how the world works in general. And again, like I'm, I'm joking, but at the same time, I'm not as like, that's why aliens don't fucking come visit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty sure other people are going to say, well, aliens don't come visit because yes, they may exist because we can't be the only living beings, but they're so far, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But I mean, if this isn't any indication, like they're like, hey, guys, don't fucking come down here because they'll kill you on site. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. So the military put out their statement uh the official quote-unquote official statement from the military was that it was all bullshit of course uh, of course but uh captain calza 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 mm-hmm. said he can't vouch for what the three women saw in january did you know i think if i'm not mistaken janeiro is january in portuguese i didn't know that yeah well, now you know well Thanks. maybe <laughs> you don't even know <laughs> uh i'm pretty like i'm like 90 percent sure all right i'll i'll take your 90 percent. your 90 percent is is good odds <laughs> uh but the activity on the base that that fateful weekend he insists was anything but otherworldly new inductees to a sergeant's training school went on parade and a truck convoy was driven to the repair shop concurrently at the town at the town hospital trucks delivered new cardiovascular equipment uh-huh. and an ambulance dropped off an exhumed corpse uh-huh. a human <laughs> A human body. Officials insist. Lies. The Brazilian, of course. The Brazilian military said in 2010 that an official inquiry had concluded that the girls had actually encountered a homeless, a mentally unstable man nicknamed Mudinho. Mudinho covered in mud and a latex BDSM costume. <laughs> so that's why I was like, well, I guess you're going with this, maybe, but kind <laughs> of not really. Uh, the BDM costume was bullshit. It was just no. a covered in mud part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the military. See, maybe I should work for the military to make up stories for them. <laughs> yeah, you'd be good at it. You just be- imagine. That's <laughs> a story. That's <laughs> when so you start them all. Yeah. Or imagine. Uh, yeah. No, this exactly. Is- <laughs> this is a quote from uh, from retired Brazilian Air Force General uh, Jose Carlos Pereira. Uh, and he mentioned this in the documentary. This is a quote from the documentary. Uh, Governments tend to cover up everything they can explain to their population. According to, uh, according to the local military and civilian witnesses, the bodies and crashes, crash debris was appropriated by agents from the United States of America. The Wall Street Journal even featured an article in, of, on the phenomenon. The incident sparked a massive t- tourism industry for the city, which pr- now proudly features UFO merchandise in local stores. In 2001, a water tower shaped like a UFO uh, duly called the Nave Espacial de Virginia, which is Portuguese for Virginia spacecraft. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that makes sense to us because we speak Spanish and it's, that's, you know, but so for those who don't, I mean, anyway, uh, it was built in Virginia, this UFO shaped water tower. So they just fully embraced. They're like, yeah, we'll be known for that. And kind of like Roswell. Yeah, no, exactly. Like Roswell, I feel like it, you know, became a tourist spot and they embraced the hell out of that. I mean, it's a smart thing to do as a city to make money for your, you know, people. Um, But yeah, my my sources for this was a little bit of Wikipedia, a really great article from the New York Post, uh, the 1996 Wall Street Journal article that we mentioned. And then uh, the documentary is called Moment of Contact. I don't know where else you can stream it. I uh, used Amazon 
video or Amazon Prime video or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I might yeah. have to check it out then. Yeah, I think I was like five bucks to rent. Oh, um, never mind. <laughs> I, I I don't know if like you have. Don't you like get free video? If I don't know. Anyway. I like I said, I didn't really bother. I just clicked the first thing. I was like, "Fuck it, I, I need to watch this documentary." Mm-hmm. Maybe it's on Netflix and stuff. Uh, I just probably maybe wasted five dollars. Oops. Probably not. Usually, when it's like behind a paywall somewhere, it's like that's the case for like everywhere. Oh. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I wanted to do it. I don't think that it's as well known as you know maybe some other cases and. It really did sound like to me, um, like Brazil's Roswell. And if you want an even deeper, deeper, deeper dive into what we just talked about, I would suggest that documentary, like I said, because it's it's got even more information than what we talked about today. I, I might have I might have actually found it for both free. Where? On Crackle. No, you, you can actually download download uh, the Crackle app. Uh, I don't know if I don't remember if it's not have, a paid uh, sponsor. No. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's not, and you don't have to pay to use it either. Uh, I don't know if you. I don't remember if you have to put your email in or whatever, but it like you get a you can get a bunch of different movies and stuff. Um, but yeah, moment of contact. It's the description is an exploration of 1996 extraterrestrial encounter in Virginia, Brazil, Brazil, when uh, where citizens report seeing one of more one or more. Strange Creatures and a UFO Crash. Uh, it's the genre is documentary sci-fi, and the cast is Stanton Friedman, Jose Carlos Pereira, Ademar Jose Guevara, Guevar, I don't know, uh, Peter Coyote or Coyote, uh, and James Fox. Was that, were the, does it, do any of those names sound familiar? Yeah, I mean, do. besides yeah. the Pereira guy, because we literally just mentioned just him right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's um, that's yeah i mean that's that's it's interesting um i mean i know about roswell but i've never actually like really looked into what happened and so like this this for me it was also new I, i'd never heard of it um so it was kind of it's interesting and just the similarities and you know it doesn't surprise me that the government you know tried to cover that shit up so like the US um, is like, oh wait, we've dealt with that before. Here, let us help you out. They just retrieved yeah. all the bodies. Yeah. I thought it was fascinating. Um like I said, the documentary has so much more information too. Um, if you guys want to check that out, if I have piqued your interest or if we have piqued your interest with this one. Um and then like I said, we didn't initially plan it but it went perfect that our um first interview next of the year next week is also uh alien related yeah are you gonna show no i was just gonna say if you guys do want to watch it like i said it is free on crackle um not sure if it's like that forever uh but if you do listen to this and you want to watch the watch it i suggest you go download crackle uh and look it up moment of contact uh if not you can also rent it or buy it on youtube google play voodoo uh amazon prime video for like 3.99 apple tv and Redbox as well so you have multiple options um paid options and then like i said the crackle one should be free uh i'll double check tomorrow and, and we'll try and update you guys as far as that's concerned sounds good well alrighty guys that concludes your broadcast for today uh, if you guys would like to contact us go check out our website at webelievedyou.com on the website there's a tab where you can find all our social medias so make sure you go like follow and share on Facebook or Instagram There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite podcast listening site, such as Spotify or Apple Podcast. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us. And if you leave a review, we will read it here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, caps, and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. 
And finally, if y'all want to reach us besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want. You can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness. And if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate them for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you? Do you?